Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. My guest, Lisa Schoenthal, and I are going to talk about love. We're going to talk about, is it really love or is it just a love lesson? I'm going to tell you about Lisa first before we dive in. Lisa's a lifestyle and relationship mentor, a certified health and wellness coach, a yoga instructor, and a flight attendant. She does a lot. She is dedicated to empowering others, and she has created inspiring programs to promote personal growth with passion and communities with purpose. She incorporates mindfulness, movement, and nutrition into her group and individual coaching, seminars, and travel adventures. She's also the author of The Men We Meet. 15 Key Lessons Learned in Love, which you can find on Amazon.com. And uh, please connect with Lisa. Her website is lisashowenthal.com. It's L-I-S-A-S-C-H-O-E-N-T-H-A-L.com. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much. It's wonderful to be here. I'm so glad to have you. We've done one other interview before for a different series, and I always enjoy our kind of off-the-cuff conversations about this kind of stuff. Me too, very much so. So let's dive in. I want to know your journey to becoming the person you are now doing all of these relationship coaching, wellness coaching, flight attendant. (laughs) What's happening? Yes, well, um, yes, it's many, many different things. um, And definitely it's a journey, which is what life is um, about. You know, it's about taking opportunities as they come. And as I tell people, it's about if your life's been really eclectic, um, it's about finding that thread that pulls it all together and makes it make sense for you. Um, We're all uh, exploring um, our lifetime here and looking for our passion and purpose. And when we find that, we really get to live our truth. Um, and be more ourselves, uh, become more ourselves, feel more comfortable with ourselves, more free to love, more free to um, experience joy and kind of bliss out. Mm -hmm. Bliss out. Yeah. I need to do some of that. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get there a couple after a few more cups of coffee. (laughs) 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 So let's dive into love. How would you define love? Well, I mean, I think love is a personal thing, right? Um, that's a that's a big subject to bite off. Um, for me, it's many different things. Um, I think it starts uh, from within, um, which is a little cliche, but we're going to just talk about some cliche things um, because I think they're things that people forget. Um, they, they assume that's just too easy. Um, love, I think, is our most natural state of being. Um, I think one of my favorite lessons was... Um, that love is letting go of fear. And if we really narrow everything down to um, love or fear in the choices that we make, in the actions that we take, um, we can see that it's either I make a choice from my heart, from my purpose, from my passion, from love, or we make a choice out of fear. And that's really Mm. the simplest way to break it down. Um, But love, for me... um, Love is, uh, it's, it's non-judgment is one of the biggest things for me. It's, um, it's really an acceptance at a level that our human, our human states um, don't really understand very often. It's, um, I talk about humanness and spirit a lot, and I believe that we are definitely these higher spirits and mm-hmm. we're plopped into human bodies, and then we're living a human lifetime, and human lifetimes are all about 
making mistakes, all about yep. messing up, learning lessons and transitioning and seeing how we flow through the transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, we generally make our lives a lot harder than they need to be um, because <laughs> our spirit's constantly saying, hey, you can be better than that. And our humanness is like, yeah, well, maybe not right now. So, um, And then we struggle back and forth with that. So, Absolutely. And right? it's so funny because I just had this conversation with someone yesterday um, talking about meditation and mm-hmm. this whole like unified field of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and what you just said ties right into that, which is that we all initially come from a place of love. That is our foundation, is love. Yeah. And then all of these layers get on top of it, of life experience and this, this earthly stuff that yes. <laughs> just like, you know, it's like it mars us. <laughs> it's like a dark veil of, it's a cloud <laughs> it, um, you know what it is, and I love that you say that because I do think that that um, is a great description of it. I mean, not getting too in-depth with like where we come from, but I do believe we do come from a universal consciousness and we're constantly trying to reconnect to each other and that mm-hmm. that state of being. Um, but we do, in our human lives, I believe we do see it as a dark cloud. And instead of looking at um, each experience as sort of a blessing, um, we do tend to hold on to either the failure of it or the disappointment of it or the pain of it rather than looking at what it gave you. And um, really that's what led me to, to write my book um, about the men I've met in my life because I felt like I had got to this um, place in my mid-30s where or my late 30s really where I had had many relationships behind me and I was starting to coach and the people I was coaching were in the same boat and they were wondering you know they had these great careers and they had forgotten kind of to get married and have children but they were living these amazing lives and um, it was really like sort of um, looking back at what had what the lessons they had learned and feeling like they had failed in love when really they had been successes in learning great lessons. And instead of acknowledging they had been successes in great lessons, they had put themselves in a place of failure and fear of mm. going forward into something new. So it's just kind of like just taking that switch and turning it the other direction mm. and redialing and saying, wait a minute, like, yeah, there was a lot of pain in that situation. Like my last relationship, I, there was a lot of pain or, you know, there was a lot of struggle. Um, but really, wow, what I've taken away from it is like that I can be more powerful, that I need to look out for myself, that I need to build something a little differently, that I need to make different choices and know what I want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And those are the blessings. And we kind of miss that. Yeah, absolutely. So is this then uh, the shift that we need to make in our minds, like the key to attracting better relationships? Because, I mean, I sit on the phone with my girlfriends and we all <laughs> go on and on and on about how we keep attracting like these mm-hmm. like bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean that we're attracting something that's part of ourselves that we need to work on more or like what's happening there with these patterns? <laughs> well, I mean, I um like the you know, the law of attraction is something that's been talked about widely like through through um you know, things like the secret and other 
other teachers. And the law of attraction is true. I mean, it's energetic, right? And again, not getting too in-depth, but um, what we say and what we think is energy. And when we think that we're attracting and we talk about it, like you said, we get on with our girlfriends or, or our guy friends, you know, because guys do the same thing. If we get on and we start talking about it and we build that energy up as I keep attracting and what's coming out of your mouth is I keep attracting the wrong guys. Where are all the right guys? I keep I keep um, having these lessons and this isn't, you know, this is hurting me. And are, we're actually putting out the energy to attract more of that. Mm. So, so the first thing we need to do is kind of change our language and kind of change our, our thought patterns. So um, that's really important is not allowing that energy to build in a negative way, kind of so turning then, it around. Okay, so then if we say, if we switch it to, oh, that was a great lesson in love, that was a great lesson in love, then does that mean you're going to continue to get great lessons in love? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that is a good point. So yes, and you know, maybe you don't want great lessons. In, no, if you, I think I I'm mean, over the lessons. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? You want a great lesson in love. You if it's love, you don't just want a great lesson. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, right? So there's just these little fine nuances that are, um, you know, I maybe it's like I want something that inspires me. I want a partner that stands next to me and makes me feel powerful oh. and makes me feel more myself. And really, like when I talk about partnership love, for me, what that kind of love is, is it's feeling more myself than I've ever felt before. And it's not because the person next to me is giving me anything, so to speak. It's just that when I stand in their presence, somehow I feel more me. And um, in my book, The the Men We Meet, I write about that. Like I actually got to experience that kind of a lesson. And um, it's uh, it's really an amazing moment when you feel that. Um, I'm like uh, thinking about it and it's one of my key lessons, number 13, and it's called trust your gut and you will find love or love will find you. And um, it's really like this feeling of being with this person and when you're looking into their eyes, you see more of yourself. Um, You never really kind of have to like wonder if you're going to be judged. Um, And I don't know where it comes from or how it's created, but it just sort of happens. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and so I know I, that feeling too. There's yeah. like a just a I've had that full connect, um, and it's it's a beautiful thing, and it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't. It's very rare, and this is why I think it's very rare because we don't really spend enough time getting to know ourselves before we engage in the process of being in love, right? And we think love's a lot of different things because we have media and movies and books and, Mm -hmm. well, nothing like the notebook, right? But Sweep us off our feet. (laughs) Exactly. But but truly, you do kind of get swept off your feet. I do believe when you meet the love of your life, time stands still, which is a really beautiful quote. Um, (laughs) I, I do believe that there is this moment where your souls recognize each other. And I don't believe there's just one. I, I believe it can happen more often that than that if you truly know yourself. And so we go back to like those childhood conditionings, like what has set me up? So when I decided to write my book, it was about thinking, wow, I'm having all these lessons and I'm not really finding what I want to find. But when I look back and I see my childhood and those things that kind of laid a foundation for me, I see as I moved into my adult life and into my, my masculine feminine relationships, I was working through some of those childhood issues that didn't get solved, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I 
worked through the first one, the next man who came into my life was like the next layer of that. <laughs> so, and then the next one was the next layer of that. And yep. then, you know, there were, and for me, um, I mean, it just happened in my life that I had many of those lessons in love. That's what my lifetime is all about is sort of working through that. Mm -hmm. And then allowing me to be this person who can make something of that, which is, you know, now inspiring and empowering other people to find their own purpose mm -hmm. and their own passion. So I think that relationship is necessary because it is that mirror to mm. help you look at yourself and to see the things. For example, my um, a, a recent relationship of mine um, showed me something about myself that I honestly didn't even think was a problem. Mm. So I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> and so how can we know if we've truly worked on ourselves, because I feel like the only way to find out is if we are in a relationship with somebody else to mirror that back to us. Yes, I so love what you're saying. Um, it's true. I, I do think that we attract people who help us to see ourselves. I think the biggest thing, again, that we can do is be aware that these people are our mirror. And as we're in it, rather than blaming them or turning it back on, you know, their own stuff, because they're a person too, so they've got their own stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's not just us. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, I talk a lot about accountability in my, in my teachings and in my book too. It's like a lot of it's about accountability, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I have a responsibility in this situation too. <laughs> and this person is showing me something I don't necessarily like to look at. But what if I did just step back and look at it like if I was my best friend looking at it, someone that supported me and loved me and cared about me and wanted me to be yeah. the best I could be? Well, this be. is why we need coaches like you, because it's impossible <laughs> to do that when you're in the middle of it. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's, hard. it's not impossible, but you have to be a truly enlightened being in order to look at yourself that way, right. especially when you're in a highly charged emotional state. <laughs> I will say I, I appreciate the commentary about coaching or about having people that support you on the outside, um, not just girlfriends, but people who see you see you from a different perspective um, without so much connection. Um, yes. I have coaches too. I'm a coach and I have coaches. Um, there's nothing better you can do than have a team of people kind of having your back. Mm -hmm. So um, I do believe in that. And then back to the, you know, the mirroring situation, um, I think what I, what I talk about is um, that when these things are happening, to stay a little, try to be less emotionally connected to it, like try to step back from it and say, or, or not as defensive, I guess, is maybe even a better way to look at it, is, wow, this person's trying to share something with me, and they do love me. They're on the other side loving me the best way they can, and I think that I need to stop and listen to what they're saying and see if there's a possibility uh, that what they're saying is true. I also think we hold on too long. So if you're in a relationship that's showing you something that's a lesson, a love lesson, not love, but a love lesson, and we love these people. It's not that we don't love them. It's not, we're just not what I would say in love with them. We just love them. Mm -hmm. and I know that they, difference. Yeah, I hope that's making sense. And then I think that if we can like look at them and say, thank you. Wow. Whoa. You really showed me something about myself that I needed to see. And I'm appreciative of that. I have gratitude for that. And a lot of times once we see that, I think we think, okay, I'm going to keep trucking with this relationship. And I think sometimes we need to. Sometimes we grow and we expand and we become better people together. Um, other times I think it, we need to get 
get the heck out of there. Yeah. We, we see it and we say, thank you for the lesson. But I still, in my gut, I talk about gut feelings a lot and about intuition and instinct and really, like you talked about meditation, like sitting quietly or and really analyzing how do I feel like when I when this person is going to come to see me or when I'm going to spend time with them, do I feel light? Do I feel bright? Do I feel excited? Do I feel inspired? Or do I feel like a pulling in my chest? Do yeah. I feel an ache in my stomach? Mm-hmm. Um, no or matter when you how see much, their face, do you feel like you want to scream at them? Yes, <laughs> yes. Are you? Can you be your best self without thinking about it? Like. Do you just, are you going to be non-judgmental and you're going to be content and calm or are you going to lose your marbles when, when mm-hmm. this person says one thing that throws you off? Yeah. And I mean, we've all experienced that. We've all been there and we don't, you're right, we don't know until we get in it. I do think that if we pay attention in the beginning, um, I love qualifying questions like, we first have to know who we are, right? So we kind of have to be in a place where we work through some of our own past, where we're aware of what we want for our future, and that there's some things that are deal breakers, right? So for me, for example, um, I love to travel. If someone tells me I am never getting on an airplane, I I don't like airplanes, I'm scared of it, I don't like other countries, um, well, that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone says to me, I am. I really want to have children. Well, guess what? I'm 47. So unless we're planning on adopting, which is fine, topic of conversation, um, I'm I'm done with that. Right. I'm beyond that. Um, if uh, if if someone's in a relationship still, I know this sounds horrible, but if you know a qualifying question right off the bat needs to be, are you in a committed relationship? Believe me, it happens constantly. Oh, three dates in. Oh, I didn't know you were still married. Or, oh, you've got a girlfriend you've wow. been seeing for two years. Yeah. You know, this happens. And it's um, it's an important qualifying question. I mean, your qualifying questions are going to be different than mine because you want different things. You know, maybe sure. it's a certain place you want to live. You know, I want to live my life on a mountaintop or mm-hmm. I want to be in a city. Um, I'm a morning person. You're a night person. Oh, that's a, yeah. For me, it's a big one with sleep. Like, yeah. what kind of a sleeper are you? Do you jump around? Do you snore? Mm-hmm. Um, has anyone complained about that in the past? Because for me, like sleep is number one. Yes. So you're right about this whole like deal breaker thing. And I think that that's a big lesson um, or a big thing to work on for yes. both men and women. And the first thing I think the foundation of all of that is knowing what you want. Yes. Because, um, you know, I've been with men who don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of floating about their life. Yes. And like, just, you know, taking it as it comes kind of approach. And that's not going to work for me. And that might work for somebody else, but that's a problem in and of itself, let alone, well, do you want the same things that I want? Well, I don't know. Right. You know, it's impossible to create a future or to have a vision for a future with somebody who has no idea what they want. Exactly. And I think that what happens is um, we meet people and we have really strong attractions, right? We have physical attractions, emotional attractions, mental connections. Um, We meet people and we're fascinated by them. I mean, I believe in past lives, so it gets even more complicated where Mm -hmm. we're we're seeing people from other lifetimes and recognizing old friends. And it's like, hey, and, you know, we've probably already you know, done what we needed to do with them. And we're just giving them a nod again, you know, Mm -hmm. and saying hi. But really, um, it's being discerning about that, right? Because it's like, you meet someone, and you have, let's say your three qualifying questions, and you ask them, and they 
they don't have anything that matches up, right? Or, or even one major one doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how attracted you are to that person, no matter how, um, I want to use the word kismet for some reason, but no matter how serendipitous it feels that you've met and how you've met and where you've met, um, I do think that you have to stop and say, in this lifetime, with what I want, where I'm at right now, is this the person I need to stand next to or who needs to stand next to me? And um, those are hard choices, right? Because when you're really physically connected to someone or you're, you you look into someone's eyes and you see the depth, um, you want to go towards them. And it's not always about moving towards those people. Sometimes it's just about a moment. Like you just had a really beautiful moment and shared a beautiful conversation or a beautiful night together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's supposed to be. Hey, everybody, I just want to take a quick break to remind you about my resources page. If you go to ladyfoxentertainment.com, on the home landing page, there's a button that says resources and partners. Click on that and check out all the deals that I have set up for you. If you're an actor, a singer, a model, or a dancer, you can get a discount off of a subscription to Backstage. If you want to get a, a track produced, you can go to Studio Automatic and get a deal there. If you're in to health and fitness. Um, we've got deals with Beachbody, Alpha Levo IQ, the brain pill supplements, part of your next tea for the boys. We've also got BarkBox if you've got a fur baby. And if you want to build your business, there's all kinds of great ones in that particular section. My favorite category with deals with reliable education. Learn how to start your own Amazon business. It's a full on training program to do that. Start making a side income so you can eventually quit your day job. Love that one. Bluehost. This is the company that I use for both MichelleAnnOwens.com and LadyFoxEntertainment.com. They're my web hosting company, and I love them. I've been using them since, oh God, I don't know, 2010 or something like that, 2011. Blueberry, of course. I use them for both my media hosting as well as my stats. And FreshBooks, which I use for my accounting software. Um, There's also some sexual resources on there as well. I've got some new stuff coming up. I just started a new relationship with Adam and Eve. Oh yeah, baby. Um, so anyway, check out the resources page, click on some of the deals for you, the NOL listener. And you can find all of these deals again, once again, at ladyfoxentertainment.com. Click on the resources partners page. And now back to the show with the amazing, beautiful Lisa Schoenthal. If you experience that connection, which we already said is a rare thing to experience, that depth of connection, of course you're going to want to lean into it. Right. But if we're, if we're thinking again about who we are and what we want, um, if I meet someone, I mean, I was out last night. I'm, I'm in Houston right now, um, and I'm from California. So I'm in Houston. I'm in a new city, and it's really fun. There's all these people. and Lots of you know, cowboys. There's um, actually, you know, I haven't met a cowboy yet, but um, we were, there's a lot of culture here. There's a lot of different nationalities and different colors, and, um, and it was really fun. I mean, I've traveled a lot, so I've seen that. But, but, you know, it's great to see really polite people, really thoughtful people, thoughtful men. Um, and it's like, wow, I don't get to see that all the time where I come from. So, um, so it was fun and it was like, wow, you know, I, I could, there's say out of a, you know, the places we were last night, there were maybe five men I met who were all fantastic. They were good looking and they were charismatic and, you know, and they all had their own charms, but, um, 
there wasn't, you know, there was one I was physically attracted to. There was one that we had a great conversation. Um, you know, all these things are happening, but it's like, it's still not that, um, it's, it's like I knew, and maybe it's just a matter of being in the world a lot. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a matter of really getting to know yourself and knowing, and you using know, using your intuition, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm with this person and I'm really attracted to them, but there's something that makes me a little uncomfortable about them. Mm-hmm. And I need to really pay attention to that un- uncomfortable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to pay as much attention to that moment where I'm like, wow, this guy looks really fine in his jeans. Like <laughs> I need to pay attention to the, or this guy's smile is so great. I need to pay attention to the moment where I feel a little uncomfortable Yeah. or, um, I say, Hey, you know, are you, when was the last time you were in a committed relationship? And it doesn't have to be heavy, you know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, let's talk about this. It's, you know, Hey, like, so what, you know, when were you in a committed relationship last? And they, you know, they kind of flinch or they kind of can't answer, you know, and you know, there's something a little off about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and know, actually, that's, that's, that's a good place I'd like to segue to is how soon do you think it makes sense for somebody who's had a recent breakup to start looking at possibly dating again? Is it required that you take some time for yourself to just kind of clear away the cobweb, so to speak? Right. I think that those are, um, again, like, you know, there's um, every relationship's different and every person's different. But I do think if you've been in something that's been um, a huge lesson, that there's been a lot of um, pain, discomfort, um, lack of trust, um, lies, you know, those sorts of things, I think that you take some time to allow yourself to heal. Um, You take some time to allow yourself to process and to um, dig out the lessons, you know, dig out those places where you can feel your gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, sometimes that's really hard because we hurt each other, you know, in on our paths, we hurt yes. each other. Yes. And, um, and we need to be able to get to a place where before we step into something else, um, where we feel healed enough to, to give and to trust and to open up to that next person. Um, and not, you know, and not blame them for what somebody else has done. In the same respect, there's a fine line where you kind of just have to jump back out there and um, and go for it again. You mm-hmm. know, I think dating's great. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of dating around. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong it with it as long as you're not. Well, I mean, in some respects, it makes sense to put your attention on one person at a time. But in other respects, if you are you already know yourself well enough to know that you are not ready for a serious relationship, a serious committed relationship, there's nothing wrong with going on dates and getting to know people. Right. And I think what makes it hard at this point in time in our evolution as humans and technology and all of those things is we've kind of become um, desensitized to the courting process, to getting to know each other. I mean, like one of the people I met last night was just, you know, it was all about like, what am I getting, what's in it for me tonight? And I was like, nothing's in it for you tonight because you know what? Like, I don't need that. Like, I can have my choice of whoever I want if I wanted something for tonight. Um, not that I'm all that, but Woo-hoo, I feel like I, I feel like as women, we have a lot of power in that situation. Well, and, and that's that's actually a good point. It's like anybody, if you just if your intent is to just have a hookup, you can get that. 
Anybody can get that. Anybody can get that. I mean, you know, just like lower your standards a little and do what you want to do, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, anybody can pull it off. But I do think that, um, you know, when it comes for me, I'm at a place where I've done a lot of dating and I've, I've done, I've done a lot of lesson. (laughs) I've taken a lot of lessons in. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I'm, I'm really, I know who I am and I know how I feel as I move through things. Um, And when I make my choices, um, I know what I want next in my life. Um, and that is something a little more um, meaningful. Yeah. And so as I, I ask the questions and I move through life, I have a really great life. First of all, the key is to have a really great life. I mean, be doing everything you love. I play volleyball and I swim and I travel and I hang out with my friends and I write and I take time for myself and do yoga. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do all of these wonderful things. And um, I just keep exploring myself every day and expanding that. And, and every day I see kind of new things. And so now I don't feel like I need someone to complete me, so to speak, right. or to to balance anything. Mm-hmm. I need somebody as a complement to my life. Right. So when I think about my life, I think I do all of these things. And then it would be nice to share it with someone. You know, last year I traveled for a month straight. And um, as much as I loved the way I traveled on my own, um, I thought, you know, um, the next person I who stands next to me will be in this process with me. They're mm. going to be excited about that. They're yeah. going to be contributing to that. They're going to be bringing their own vision to that. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think that we kind of, um, I don't know, you know, sometimes people just come along for the ride or they think, wow, like I, I find like that people want to jump on my bandwagon. You know, they're yeah. like, they look at me and say, wow, your life's great. I'm just going to have your life. I'm going to jump in and, mm-hmm. and my, take my life, your life. And we do that as women too with men because I think that we're nurturers and we're caregivers and we, um, we are more, um, we, we, we mold more to other people's needs um, than our own. So a lot of times we're like, well, I can just, that man has that life and I can, I can be the mom to his children. He's divorced and I can be, um, you know, the, the partner to, you know, whatever he's yes. doing. And it's like, well, no, I mean, really, I have my life and he has his and hopefully our lives somehow overlap right. in a way that is really right. um, exciting. Which is why I always tend to have the best relationships with men I can actually do projects with. Yes. Um, because it's so much more exciting because then there's all these different areas of our relationship that overlap and it's, it's that's exciting to me. Yes. Some people want to keep their work separate, but I love to work on things with my partner. Well, I think creating, um, this is, I had a, I had a relationship that it was actually my last serious relationship. Um, that's been a few years ago now, but the one question I kept asking him was what, what can we create together? What do you want to create with me? What do you see? Cause we were, it was kind of a disconnect because we were in different places. Um, we were living in different places. We were at different places in our lives. Um, we were trying to, you know, we, there was a huge attraction. We, there was, everything was kind of exciting together, but it was like when, after we got deep into it, you know, a couple years into it, I was saying to him for me, what are we going to create together? And it could be a project, it could be a life, it could be a business, it it could be anything. But I knew that's what we needed to be doing together. Um, it doesn't always like you know you're really creative in your in your process. So of course that's wonderful to find someone who thinks like you do and and can give you different ideas and add to and you know like I said it's about expanding and evolving. So when we have someone next to us that's 
like throwing out these brilliant ideas that's inspiring us to expand and evolve, we're going to feel more excited about life yeah. and more connected to them totally and we're you know they you feel like they have your back you feel like you're doing something important this is where our soul and our passion and our purpose come in mm-hmm. because they're elevating that and that's rising i mean i guess going back to like how can you know that's how you know you know when you feel you're in an upward motion everything around you starts happening easily things come to you without even thinking about it um, you know, I remember being um, in this place in my life and thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so done with where I'm at and I can't live here anymore. And I, you know, what am I going to do next? And I kind of just put it, kept putting it out there like, I'm ready for the next thing. I'm ready. I don't know what it is, but I'm ready. And bam, a boss called and said, we just bought all these companies in the Pacific Northwest. Can you move to Seattle? And I said, ah, no. <laughs> Can you move as far as San Francisco from Los Angeles to San Francisco? And I said, yes. And I was literally on a Sunday afternoon driving to the beach with my sister. And she looked at me and said, did you just say you'd move to San Francisco? And I said, yes, everything in me knows this is the right thing to do. And she's like, you're crazy. I, don't, I can't even imagine you there. And I got to San Francisco and it was the best time of my life. I met the person who I would consider, you know, being the person I would want to stand next to. I made more money than I'd ever made in my life. It, I did it all with ease. I got to spend time with family. I got to travel. It, everything just came so easily when I trusted my gut and and just jumped. That's and amazing. For it. I yeah. love that. Right? So, I mean, we think it's a struggle. We think it's hard. It's we, only we, a struggle if we go against our own instincts. So much so. I mean, trust your gut. If, if you hear nothing else from this conversation you and I are having, those people out there listening, which mm-hmm. I appreciate so much, just trust your gut. Yeah. Like, really tune in and trust your gut. And that does mean spending some time by yourself. It does mean, um, you know, in, enjoying some quiet moments so you can hear what's happening. Absolutely. Journal a little now those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one more question for you. The idea of men and women being friends and what that means and the definition of platonic versus yeah. the gray area, the blurred lines kind of right. thing, the flirting, right. all of that. <laughs> so when we talk about the whole concept of like, how do we know that we're in love or if we just have this intense attraction to someone because of the basis of our friendship, uh, how do you know if you should take it further with that person? Or how can you use your instincts to know that if your partner is hugely attracted to one of their friends? And what do you do with that? First of all, let me just qualify myself of and what in my own personal belief. Okay, and we all have different beliefs, but I do have a little bit of a belief, <laughs> a lot of a belief, I should say, that men and women definitely can be friends. I think that different things happen with it. I think that if you have an attraction to that person, a, a, a platonic friendship is challenging, okay? It's just we are men and women, we're in physical form, and we're attracted to each other. And same thing with men and men, and same thing with women and women, if that's if you know that's your preference also. I'm, so I'm not just talking about sure. hetero, heteros. Um, being friends, um, I... In my own personal life, um, I've had some very wonderful friendships with men, and they've gone in circles, and it's cycles, right? So um, I meet someone, I'm attracted to them, I'm in another relationship, we become friends because I'm committed to someone else, and I believe in being committed to the person you're committed to. Absolutely. So, so I become, you know, have this really strong friendship, I'm aware of the connection on other levels, I put it to the side, and we become really good friends. 
okay, the other relationship ends. Your committed relationship is no more, right? It bites the dust. Because, you know, if that was the right relationship, you probably wouldn't be so attracted to your friend. True. Um, or True. anyone else in the world for that matter. Mm-hmm. So um, because I do believe when you meet someone that you really are um, supposed to spend some time with, you don't really look around a lot. I agree. Holy. Yeah, there's, there's no need. It's I mean, happened it's, to me. Yeah, when I met my when I met my ex husband, I didn't even notice anybody. Yep, exactly. My whole being was just like so happy to be in this relationship that nothing distracted me. Exactly, and that's kind of what we're talking about, right? So, so when you know, so to back to the friendships is we um, we after the the committed relationship ended, the friendship had room for exploration, right? And then by that time, you're looking at each other and you're saying, God, I don't ever want to lose you. If we do this, are we going to lose each other as friends? Like if we do this and we fail, um, and we're thinking in fear, right? Back to that love and mm-hmm. fear choice. You're, you're thinking about the fear of it. I have a fear of losing you. I have a fear of screwing up. I have a fear of disappointing you because, you know, I have a fear of being jealous. I have a fear, you know, all these things that come up when we get into a romantic relationship. And, um, and no matter, like one of my friends, we were friends for years, you know, years. Um, and, and then we got together and then it was amazing. And then, you know, geographics pulled us apart. And so we went back into friend mode and then we, you know, found each other again. And and this went on for years. And I write about this in the book also. Um, I adore him. I, I, he's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, but there was a point in time in the last few years where we did, you know, kind of think, are we going to go for this? And, um, and it didn't work. And on some level, I lost my friend. And, you know, every day that hurts. And every day that's, that, that's something, you know, that is disappointing. Um, but I'm, I'm happy we went for it. You know, again, there were lessons in that. Um, I have other friends that I've done the same thing with. I don't believe. I just don't think it's actual friendship if you still have this underlying attraction to each other. I think there's something more going on. Yeah. I mean, for you to just say, oh, this is my friend. And then, oh, we tried it. And it was beautiful. And I don't regret that. Like, that's not friendship to me. That's not platonic. There's There's a physical attraction. Yeah. And it's there. So okay. it's, I think it's either there or it's not, period. Yeah, okay. So let me go back to just saying this to put it in a really plain, simple nutshell, which I think is also what you're saying, is that if you um, – I think that our platonic male friends are friends that we are not attracted to at all. Yes. <laughs> and I think that that's just how it is. Yes. Um, I hate to say that, but it is how it is. And I've had – you know, I've had friends say to me, I'm attracted to you, and I would say, well, you know, that's not happening for me. And, um, and we still stay friends, and, and that's okay. I think it's harder for them. Um, either way, I think that it's, I don't remember what movie it was from, but you know, somebody made this comment, can men and women be friends? And honestly, I don't think that, I don't think that if there's any kind of physical attraction that you can ever just truly be friends. Thank I you. Do, Thank I do you. think you can turn it off. Thank so, you. You know, I do think you can turn it off. I think you can say like, for me, I can say, yeah, I'm really attracted to you, but you know, you're my, um, you're my girlfriend's boyfriend. Or, um, or I'm attracted to you, but you know, we don't have the same desires. So I can put you in a friendship mode. I mean, I'll admit I have kind of been told I have a masculine mind and that I can compartmentalize things a little bit more than, than most women can Who do. Who are you telling? 
Yeah, <laughs> right. So, and exactly, we've talked about this before. Um, so I don't want to generalize that for all women because there might be a lot of women out there thinking, what? I can't do that. That's so hard. How are you doing that? Yeah. But um, so I, I empathize with that and I, I get it. Um, and there's certain people, you know, right now, like, you know, I met a thing with a lot of people and um, there's, you know, someone I met and I was like, well, you're in a relationship. So um, whatever I feel for you, like, I can't feel that, you know, not that I can't feel it, but I can't act on it. Mm -hmm. So I need to just put that energy somewhere else. Yeah. And, um, and just see why, why we're in the same place together at this time and what we're supposed to be doing that doesn't have anything to do with a physical connection. You know, there's other things that are happening with this person who's in the other relationship. And I need to look at that. I need to take my my physical human body out of it and I need to see there's something there's something emotional or spiritual that this person mm -hmm. is teaching me Absolutely. and um, it's really beautiful I mean the situation right now is really beautiful mm -hmm. so yeah men and women being friends you know um, I always say to people you know if you want to be friends and you don't think you're going to have a lasting relationship then just have sex and get it over with and um, <laughs> you know agree to be friends after that <laughs> Yeah, which so. I mean, after that, it's difficult too, yeah, because you you always know that you were that you you were there. Yeah, you yeah. you were there. That yeah. happened. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> if it's really just a physical thing, um, I do think you can move beyond the physical part of it. Um, you know, either you see that you weren't really even physically compatible. Or, you know, or you're like, yeah, the physical thing was great, but um, there's other things that aren't happening that keep me wanting to come, mm -hmm. wanting, wanting you, yeah. you know, there's, it takes more than that. Um, Absolutely. When, so yeah. Yeah. for the long run, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I love all of that. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners about, you know, this whole topic of knowing if you're really in love or if it's just a love lesson? Yeah, let's just go back to one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Trust your gut. Listen to yourself. Um, when something feels off, it's it's probably off. And just really trust yourself. Um, we give a lot of our uh, trust to others, and and really trusting yourself is going to be the way to go. Um, mm -hmm. And take take the time to know yourself, so you know that you can trust yourself. That's amazing. Right? Trusting yeah. yourself. That's an amazing takeaway. Thank yeah. you, Lisa. Yeah. Everybody out there listening, please go pick up her book, Amazon.com. Search on the Men We Meet: Fifteen Key Lessons Learned in Love. And also, please go to her website, um, so you can. Stay abreast of what she's doing. She's doing all kinds of fun stuff with coaching, seminars, travel adventures. Get more info. LisaShowenthal.com. That's once again, L-I-S-A-S-C-H-O-E-N-T-H-A-L. That's quite a name, Lisa. It's a big mouthful. Sorry about that, people. <laughs> Sorry, people. You can't help it. I can't. <laughs> Thank you again. It's always such a pleasure chatting with you, and you're awesome. You too. Thank you. I feel the same. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.